two students are with their class on a field trip to the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. I guess their teacher wanted them to go there so that they could see and appreciate all the fine and wonderful work of art being done by modern artists. However, like many people when they look at modern art, the students didn't really get it. There's a lot of stuff there that they were looking at saying, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, it's not really registering with me. There's a lot of stuff here that just looks like, you know, a white piece of paper or things like that. So as a gag, they came up with this idea. They were high school students. Of course, some, one of them came up with something funny. One of them took off his glasses and placed them on the floor next to the wall, just about a foot away from the wall, and walked away. And what was hysterical was within about three minutes according to the New York Times, uh, within about three minutes, people were gathered around these glasses looking at them like they were some meaningful, significant statement on modern life or something else. They, people were interpreting glasses on the floor as important artwork. Just glasses. Nothing fancy. He didn't paint them. He didn't do anything. Just laid his glasses on the floor. People were, there's a picture in the New York Times, people were taking photographs of the glasses on the floor because this was such a significant piece of modern art that they had to capture this for their future. As I'm reading this, I can't help but sit there wondering, what does this actually say about the modern art world? Maybe it doesn't say anything. Maybe I am simply misunderstanding. Or maybe there's something else to this. Well, Robert Florzak is, a, is an artist. He's done a million other things. He's also been someone who has written and spoken about the world of modern art. Uh, he has a great video on this that you can find on the Scott Radley Show Facebook page. I posted that. Go look at it after, though. Uh, Robert joins me now. Robert, thanks for doing this tonight. Oh, thank you for having me, Scott. When you hear this story, and what I find is really interesting, if I'm correct, the video that is posted on the page, you filmed that in this exact same museum where this happened. Does this surprise you to hear that this happens and that this would be misinterpreted in a modern art museum, that glasses would somehow be that important? No, not at all. This, this actually is happening more and more. You can find this in, uh, in various places. Um, someone showed me a, a video recently of uh, someone who pulled a prank like this on people at a gallery where they showed they were showed um, various paintings to give their... Uh, uh, critique of what they didn't realize what they were they were paintings or just wall designs from uh, IKEA and the, <laughs> the amount the amount of <laughs> of a wonderful critique that was given these things is beyond belief and, and the people were told after the fact what they were looking at it was kind of embarrassing but uh, it's 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 only to be expected that we've arrived at this point well, you've actually done this yourself. You've done an experiment. Explain the experiment you've done with the, um, I can't remember the name of the artist right now off the top of my head. but Oh, yeah, yeah the Jackson Pollock. Thank you. Um, right. I, it, to, uh, uh, I, I had given um, an assignment to graduate students of mine to uh, look at a Pollock and then look at, uh, it's not exactly explained in, in this depth in the video, but also to look at uh, a, a follower of Pollock and to show and, to, and describe why the Pollock was actually superior to the follower, and they go on and on, and, and wonderful students, very experienced and, and whatnot, and they go on, on and on and explain in, in wonderful detail why the Pollock is superior to the uh, follower. And at the end, I tell them that actually the follower is the real Pollock, and the one that they thought that they were uh, critiquing as the Jackson Pollock was a close-up of my studio apron. <laughs> and... Uh, 
Uh, very, very few students over a long period of time, probably at least 100 students went through that whole thing. Very few of them stopped and said, you know, I'm not so sure about this. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's, easily, it's easy to be fooled. And, and this eyeglasses incident that it's in San Francisco is no surprise. So let's start, let's go back right to the very beginning then. What is art? I mean, if laying someone's, someone's glasses on the floor would be interpreted by some as art, what actually, is there any kind of definition, or is art basically whatever you say art is? Well, it's, it's come to that, unfortunately. That, that's one of the problems, because people don't like to have those definitions anymore. And when you don't have them, then the sky's the limit, and, and if, if everything is art, then nothing is art. But I, I have a very simple understanding of it that can go back centuries, and that is that it's a visual presentation, accent on the visual, visual presentation of creative ideas. And what has happened is the meaning of the art has become more important than the actual visual itself. And I hear this very often that, well, you need to do your homework, you need to research what's behind the the uh, the project, the installation, whatever you want to call it, and then you don't understand it. But once you go beyond the visual, and the explanation becomes more interesting interesting than the actual visual itself, you you have failed the medium. It becomes something else. Maybe it's journalism or something, but it's not art anymore. And by definition, by that, definition, sorry, go I'm ahead, sorry? go go ahead. Sorry, there's a little well, there's a little this, delay. This is, this is where we are with this with the eyeglasses here, because people have the average public has has come to accept the idea that it's the meaning and the statement behind it that's that's most important, and maybe they don't get it uh, at first, and so they're willing to go along with it. And it's not really the eyeglasses; it's the statement that's being made, uh, and th- and that's why people unfortunately will fall for it. If anything can be art, then, does it follow logically that anybody who does anything and can be an artist? If I say I'm an artist, Robert, I'm an artist. Today, you are. And what because does that then do to the, to the masters? When you, when you then go back and you can say that uh, the Mona Lisa and someone taking a picture of a crucifix in a bucket of urine are both on a level playing field, what does that do to the masters? It, it, it reduces them, it insults them, and, it, and it's, it's bad for the arts. It's very, very sad for the arts because standards are gone, and there's no, nothing to aspire to anymore in the way of excellence. The idea of excellence has gone out the window. Part of it, I think, is there's a subconscious, almost psychological thing that goes on there um, where it allows anyone and everyone to think of themselves as possibly an artist because if in fact, someone called themselves an artist and put a, an installation up like a, a pair of eyeglasses on the floor with a huge statement behind it. Well, I can do that, too. Therefore, I can be an artist and I can be on the same level as Leonardo, who did the, um, the Mona Lisa. But how do we get here? Because I can look, and I'm not a trained artist. I mean, I'm going to say that right up front. And I don't think anyone thinks I am. But I can look at... A, uh, a Leonardo, I can look at you know all these other masters and see these paintings and go, wow, they are fantastic. There's never a chance in the world that I could do that. It requires such technique and talent and genius. Right. How did we get from there where it's pretty obvious to the average person to where we are now? Well, it, 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 it happened slowly. It didn't happen overnight. Um, you, you may not know art 
technically, but you can, you can recognize excellence when you see it. Anyone can. But excellence is, is not part of the equation anymore. Uh, to answer your question, it was a, it was a slow and gradual um, downward spiral from the five centuries of, of standards that were upheld uh, in, in, in fine art to where we are today. It didn't happen overnight, but it was in, in increments, starting basically with the Impressionists who said, you know, we don't want to abide by what the academies demand as far as excellence in art. We, we want to, we want to uh, invent our own um, rules, so to speak, and then eventually rules went out the window completely. Um, so it's, it's been a long uh, prog process, but, but it's, it, it, it's taken all this time, and this is where we are now, unfortunately. But I guess the other part is, Robert, I don't understand how the, uh, the public has bought into this. Because to me, this, this entire thing, when I look at a lot of modern art, it's an emperor has no clothes scenario. You're telling me this is genius, but I'm looking going, wait, no, it's not. I, I, I could do that at home in my kitchen. That is not mm-hmm. genius, but we've been convinced, or at least enough people have to spend millions of dollars, that this is sure. somehow genius. Sure. Well, actually, I, I've discovered there really are two, two groups out in the, in the public. One um, who inwardly uh, understands that, it's, that it's, it's a hoax, in a sense. They, they do want to understand that. I hear it in galleries and museums when I'm there where people walking through it, and they'll say, you know, what is this stuff? Uh, they know. But then there's the other group, and I was part of that when I was in college myself in art school, who feel that you're not, you're not understanding it. It's your problem. They, the, the powers that be have some sort of you know, mysterious knowledge of how and why this stuff is, is important and great and all that, but I'm just not getting it. So for the time being, I'm going to go along with it and give it the benefit of the doubt. You don't want to look and stupid. And that's what unfortunate... Yeah, that happens to a lot of people, and it's very unfortunate because they, get, they follow along with what is ultimately just a joke. So is this then a way for a segment of the elite population to establish their brilliance and make everyone else look like a Philistine because they can't understand why a pile of toilet paper is genius? Oh, absolutely. There, there's, there's, a, there's a smugness to it all. You don't know how often I hear, you know, the, um, the, the reason you don't, un, uh, you don't enjoy this is because you don't understand. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a language that you must learn. Um, but there, there's another nefarious thing going on, and it has almost nothing to do with the public, and that is a lot of work has become nothing more than investment. There's a behind-the-scenes um, activity that goes on uh, almost with, in, in a collusion-like uh, setting between museums, uh, galleries, and uh, agents and whatnot of finding, so to speak, uh, new artists, uh, pumping them up uh, uh, to give them some sort of credibility and importance, and then the next thing you know, they're on the auction block and being sold and traded, and, and uh, investors will buy the work. Uh, the, the public is the last one uh, to, to know anything about this until after the dust clears. So is Tom that, Wolf describes this very much in, in his work. Is that who's driving this then? Is it the museums? Is it the dealers? Who, because someone has to be pushing this to make people believe. So there's got to be someone who, when someone comes out with something that nobody else understands, who puts forward the, the brilliant, you know, the outline of what all this means that, that convinces some people that, wow, this really must be important. Who's be, who is that? Yeah. Who's behind that? As I said, it's, it's no one entity. It is, it is select museums. It is auction houses. And it is critics. 
there, there used to be art experts, very often artists themselves. Today we have critics who write about the art, and in writing about it, we'll, we'll give it an imprimatur or a thumbs down even, uh, which will then help um, uh, increase the value uh, of a certain artist and their work, and the next thing you know, that it's uh, you know it's 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 being considered the next great thing. Uh, the public has nothing to do with it. it. You know what's interesting about this is it's the one area in the arts and entertainment that the public has no say in it. Um, if movies were made like this, no one would pay anything at the box office. But it's all done already behind the scenes, and 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 the public goes in and sees these things hanging in the museums and galleries, and they've had no direct influence on whether something has succeeded or not. Uh, a book, a book will will fail if no one buys it at the bookstore or Amazon or whatever. Any any of the other areas of the arts and entertainment, there's a direct connection to the public. In the fine art field, the public itself is often looked down upon, and uh, it's very unfortunate. Do you believe that the critics are scared to actually call a spade a spade in this case because then in the art community in which they are probably spending a lot of their time, they will be seen as the idiots who don't understand what they're talking about? Oh, sure. But but not all of them. I mean, there are some brave sorts out there. Little by little, books are being written uh, exposing this kind of thing. They're starting to come out. I I get the sense ever since this, this first video of mine uh, that there is a wave. Um, there's a wave of... Um, Reinterest in value and excellence, and you're starting to see ateliers uh, pop up here and there around the world, uh, teaching um, uh, foundations of art and whatnot. And I think little by little, it's it's going to make itself known. Uh, so there are there are writers who are brave, and critics who are brave, and 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 do call a spade a spade, uh, who, who aren't worried about whether they're part of the club or not. One of the folks who was actually great at calling this out, uh, we just lost him, was Morley Safer from 60 Minutes, who a number of times Absolutely. on the show oh, yeah. was very skeptical and, and to the people's face said, you know, what, what, are, you, what are you selling us here? It doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It really doesn't. That's but right. um, it right. just we only have a minute or so left. Ex- a couple things. Uh, you yeah. on your video, I thought it was a brilliant example of what this is all about. You compared the world of modern art and basically being able to explain that anything is art to figure skating. Use your, use your analogy there and explain the difference between the two. Yes, I, I chose that, and, and people very often misunderstood this, that I'm, I'm trying to compare art with sport, which is not the case at all. Obviously, in sports, for the most part, um, you know, somebody either runs a mile in a certain amount of time or they don't, so it's, it's very, very defined. I chose figure skating because it's one of the areas that we're familiar with in the public where it, it doesn't have anything specifically to do with sport. It's, it's sort of an art form. And most specifically, it has a judging um, group. And we accept that. We accept that these judges are experienced uh, and qualified. We may not always agree with their, um, uh, their conclusions at the end, but it exists, and we accept that, uh, that formula. But if, if a, if a, in, as I say in my video, if someone came along and just threw themselves onto the ice in some <laughs> indiscriminate thing, We'd think that they were they were they were idiots, and and the ju- the judges would all give them you know thumbs down on that kind of thing. Um, we don't have that kind of respected authority anymore in the arts. 
And whenever it's brought up, it's it's kind of uh, you know derided. Or who's who can do that? Who's who's who are going to be the judges to do something like that? Which is not really my concern at the moment, but it's just an example to show that we do have that kind of thing in our world, um, and it's respected and uh, accepted. And 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 figure skating is a perfect example of that. Yeah, the the person who does what you just described could not stand up and then say, well, you're just not understanding my art. It was really a statement on the state of modern life, and then you must give me a 6.0. No, it, it's you're no. right. There's an established outline of what is the art in that. Um, you know, we've got I got so many more things I want to talk about, but unfortunately, Robert, I am out of time. Uh, number one on my list, maybe for the next time. It seems, as I was doing a little prep for this today, it seems that so often in modern art, and I don't know why this is, the modern artist is fascinated with bodily functions. I don't know why, but I I was finding, there was one, and I can't even, I'm probably not even allowed to say the name of it on the air, but there was an Italian artist a number of years ago who filled 90 tins with his excrement and sold it. And one of those tins about five years ago sold for 150,000 euros. Right. It's, well, it's, it's not even, it's not, that's just, that itself truly is a reflection of our society because you've seen that kind of thing up and down, you know, all areas of, I mean, there was a, there was a period of time a few years ago when children's books, unfortunately, were focusing on, uh, on bodily excretions and, uh, and things like that. You had uh, garbage pail kids a generation ago, and uh, it's, it's, it's only inevitable that, uh, the dirtiest part of society is going to be focused upon in the arts and in the entertainment world. So, uh, not surprising, but nevertheless, still sad. Robert Florzak, really appreciate the time today. Thanks for doing this. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you.